Do you have a wet basement? You've got a problem. Not only are you inviting toxic mold, a flooded foundation can raise serious structural issues. But here's the good news. Jackhammers and backhoes and other drastic measures are probably not in your future if you read our tips for sealing your basement. Hit moneybit.com, click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now, 888-MONEYPIT. Coast and floorboards the shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. It's a great hour. It's a great idea. Call us with your home improvement projects. We'll help. The number is 1 888 Money Pit, 888 666 3974. We got lots to talk about today, starting with roof ripoffs. That's right, <laughs> roof ripoffs. Now, when you think about a roof ripoff, are you wondering whether we're talking about removing layers of shingles? No, we're talking about getting ripped off by hiring the wrong roofing contractor. You know, when it comes to maintenance or repair for your roof, you have to trust somebody with uh, some pretty important responsibility. They've got to be able to get in, get out, get the job done once, done right, and not have to deal with it again. So how do you find a roofing contractor that is trustworthy, reliable, and professional? We're going to give you some tips to do just that in a bit. And also this hour, is your tap water too hot? You know, Tom, I have to tell you, my friend's apartment in Queens, it's like the challenge to wash your hands before that water becomes scaldingly hot. And I don't always win. And in fact, scalds are one of the most common injuries in young children, and me apparently. And it only takes a few seconds to cause a pretty nasty burn. You really want to make sure you stay out of the hot water and burning your hands. Not a good idea. We're going to give you the step-by-step tips that you need to make sure that your house delivers just the right amount of hot water to keep both your family clean and safe. Good stuff. And we're giving away a Zircon prize pack today. It's worth 100 bucks. It includes a circuit finder and a metallic scanner, a pretty cool high-tech tool to help you find those wires and pipes inside the walls so that you don't get zapped or, or flooded out by a leak the next time you try to hang a picture frame or something mm-hmm. like that. So if you want to win, call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit 888-666-3974. One person will have their name drawn out of the Money Pit hard hat and get that prize pack worth a hundred bucks. Leslie, who's first? Lisa in Arkansas, welcome to the Money Pit. What can we help you with today? Hi. Well, I have painted the floor in our den. Ooh, what does it look like? Well, um, it looks pretty good. Um, I painted over old linoleum tiles. Okay. And I, I primed it with a latex primer, and then I painted it with an acrylic enamel, which was also latex, I guess. It wasn't oil-based. It was water-based. Okay. Yep, latex. Okay. My question is, how do I seal that? Or do I need to? Well, you would want to because it's going to protect that paint from sort of being that top layer that's seeing all of the most aggressive trafficking. So as long as you're walking over something that's in between your foot and the paint, then it's going to stay a lot longer. So you want to go with an acrylic um, 
top coat or a polyurethane, depending on what you want to see there. And with an acrylic top coat, you can go with um, glossy, semi-gloss, satin. It doesn't have to be shiny. You can still maintain that sort of smooth, rough-hewn look of just fresh paint. But you want to put several layers down. Put one down, let it dry, put another down, you know, two or three to really seal in your artwork and make it last as long as you want it to. And the best applicator to use to put that on the floor, Lisa, is a lamb's wool applicator. It kind of looks a bit like a mop. It's like a piece of lamb's wool on the bottom of a mop pole. And you use that to sort of mop the polyurethane onto the floor. You don't want to brush it on because if you use the mop with the lamb's wool applicator, you'll have, you'll have no brush strokes. It'll level out nice. It'll be real shiny, real pretty, and it'll protect that painted floor. Oh, great. Do I, do I need to sand in between the coats? of No, no. Just get the dust up. Get oh, the great. Dust up. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Tuning in on KWKY, we've got Nancy in Iowa who's got a Boeing basement wall. Tell us about what's going on in your basement. What's going on? Well, I have a, a basement wall that's been Boeing and um, outside behind my house is a about five feet is a retainer wall, so they couldn't use anchor walls because it's all cement. And then I was just wondering how I can solve the solution. Or, or okay, let me let me let me play this back so I understand it. So the basement wall is Boeing, and then outside the basement wall, about five feet away, you have a retaining wall. Correct, and it's all cement. And it's all cement in between. Okay, so. The reason that the basement wall is bowing is probably because there's been water sitting outside in that five-foot area between the retaining wall and the basement uh, exterior wall itself. That water gets in there, and then it freezes, and over the course of the years, it moves the wall a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and causes this bow. Can you give me some indication, Nancy, as to how much bow you have? Are you able to put like a straight edge on it and tell me how far out of plumb it is? Uh, n- n- no, maybe about six inches. The, no way, really? Is- six so inches? It's bowing out that much, like a mountain from the wall? Not, well, not quite a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> More like a molehill. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, tr- the trouble is that that basement wall in that area is a living area because it is a duplex. Okay, well... Let me just tell you, this this is a serious problem. If your basement wall is bowing out so far that you perceive it to be six inches, it's probably not, or I think it would have been collapsed by now, but it sounds like it could be pretty serious. Um, this is going to have to be repaired. It, it, there's a couple of ways to repair it. It generally will involve some sort of reinforcement, or it could involve rebuilding the wall. Um, one of the ways that this is done is by um, adding columns between the floor and the and the floor joists above, the floor below and the floor joists above that basically add some reinforcement to that wall so it can't bow in as much. But the first step here is for you, Nancy, to contact a licensed structural engineer because the engineer is going to have to assess the situation and design a repair. It's very important that you do this properly because 
That engineer's report is going to essentially be the pedigree on this repair. Once the engineer designs it, then you need to hire a contractor to follow the design and make the repair. You don't want to just go to the contractor because contractors are not going to have the professional qualifications in and of their themselves to design a repair. They may have some ideas, mm-hmm. but you need to have it done by an engineer or an architect. And then after the contractor makes the repair, do yourself a favor, have the architect or engineer come back and do an inspection and write a follow-up report. The reason I'm telling you to do this this way is because if you ever want to sell that house, this is something that could become a major problem for you. And uh, if I was the home inspector on that house and I saw that and you had had it fixed and followed our advice and, and had the report, I would tell the buyers no issue. It's been done correctly. But if you didn't have such a report and I just saw some reinforcement up there one way or the other, it would be a big red flag and that house would not sell. So it's got to be done correctly. Do you follow me, Nancy? Correct. Yes. All right. I know it's Thank not you what you want much. to hear, but it's a potentially serious problem if it's bowing in that much. It's got to be. It's got to be dealt with. Okay. So I have to take. I have to take all the drywall and everything out to really see the wall. I can't see. The wall. Well, you know, an engineer, if they came in to do an inspection, there's a couple of tools that you can actually sort of poke through there and see behind. One's called a boroscope. Um, so it may not be that they have to rip it off to do the inspection. They may be able to take off a section of it. But clearly, if it's bowing out that much, somebody's got to look at it. You can't just close your eyes to this, Nancy, because... Yeah, you'd rather open it up in a controlled environment rather than have it cave in on you and be potentially hazardous to yourself, your home, and your belongings. Okay. Yep. Act, act on it now while you've got, the, uh, you've got the, the benefit of time to do an analysis and make sure it's, it's, it's repaired correctly. Nancy, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Sounds like we just ruined poor Nancy's day. I know, but that's a bad situation. That's a bad situation. That's not good. Boeing, bo- basement walls are not designed to bend, you know, and if they do, you've got to get them fixed right. Well, now is the perfect time to get your house ready for fall's chilly days. I know I can't wait for some relief. Well, let us give you a hand getting your house ready. Give us a call to talk about your home repair, your home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, the maintenance and repair of your home's roof is a big investment, and it's got to be handled by experienced and qualified pros. But how do you choose the right person for the job? We'll have some tips after this. Money pit. I want to keep my home for as long as I can because there are a lot of memories here. I read a little bit about making my house more comfortable and wanted to make my mom's house safer, too. AARP told me about making mom's bedroom door wider and taping down her floor rugs. And I added handrails to our staircases. It was all simple and inexpensive thanks to AARP's tips. Now our homes fit our lifestyles and are ready for years to come. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. Dad, can you make sure there are no monsters under my bed? Anything for you, princess. Don't forget the dust mites in my pillow. Uh, And the pollen, spores, and bacteria in the air. uh, I'll cast a magic spell to make them disappear. Dad, this isn't a fairy tale. We need an April Air high-efficiency air cleaner to trap up to 99% of the harmful particles from our air. There's even an April Air electronic air cleaner that traps viruses. Protect your family from bacteria, viruses, and other airborne impurities with an April Air high-efficiency air cleaner. April Air, the best in indoor air comfort. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. 
Ryobi Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. Ryobi, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. We're all looking for ways to get more mileage from a gallon of gas. I'm Energy Secretary Sam Bodman with steps you can take to save money by getting the most out of every gallon of gas that you buy. First, keeping your car tuned and in proper working condition can improve gas mileage by up to 40%. Replacing your air filter and keeping tires properly inflated improves fuel efficiency. When you can, avoid idling your car. Running your engine when you're not moving wastes gas and money. Obey the speed limit. Speeding reduces fuel mileage by up to 23%. Your gas mileage decreases rapidly once you get above 60 miles an hour. You have the power to make a difference. By taking these steps, you can save money and help our nation reduce its energy use. For more tips on saving money at the gas pump, please visit our website at www.energy.gov or call toll-free 1-877-337-3463. This powerful savings message is provided by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Alliance to Save Energy. is proud to sponsor The Money Pit. Visit www.aarp.org slash home design to learn more about making your home more functional and comfortable for years to come. Welcome back to The Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show where we make good homes better. Who are we? I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And if you call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit, we may give you a Zircon prize package worth 100 bucks. Mm. It includes... A circuit breaker finder and a metalliscander, a tool that can locate metal, plumbing, ductwork, rebar, nails, and screws behind drywall, paneling, tile, stucco, plaster, and even concrete. And it also cords an apple. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it looks cool, too. It really Call does. Call us right now at one eight 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 money if you want to win that prize pack. It's worth 100 bucks. We're going to give it away to one caller to today's program chosen at random. All right, call us up, ask us a question. You know, we get a lot of calls here at the Money Pit about roofs, especially fixing a leaky one. And while some people tackle their own roof repair and replacement, it's probably best to hire a professional, especially if the risk of falling is quite dangerous and you just don't feel comfortable. But when it comes to hiring that roofing professional, how do you know who to hire? First, you want to make sure that you verify your potential roofer's permanent place of business. You want to make sure they've got a telephone number, a tax identification number, and a business license. And you also want to make sure that you ask the roofer for proof of insurance. Then follow up and make sure that roofer is properly licensed and bonded and that they are financially stable. Do the research, folks. You know, that that idea about checking for a permanent place of business is so important. I used to be on the licensing board. I was actually the chairman of it for the state of New Jersey's Home Inspection Licensing Authority. Mm -hmm. And one of the requirements the state had was to actually have a physical address. They wanted to know where you were in case there was a complaint. And it amazed me as we saw the applications come in, and I'm sure it's similar with other professions, that so many pros out there don't put their address on their business cards, on their letterheads. And so how do you know if these guys really even exist? How can that even be legal? Well, it's not when you have a good licensing program. That's why it's important to check that. They need to have a storefront, an office, somewhere where you know they're, they're a reliable, consistent, good professional that works you know, from a place of business. That's yeah, their car is not a permanent address. 
Exactly. You know, um, here's one more tip. Make sure you get a list of references and check them. So many times you ask for references from uh, people that you want to hire to work on your home. But and then you, you just think, ooh, nice names. Yeah, exactly. You know, you ought to call them. You ought to drive by the projects. You ought to ask the folks that they've done work for whether they were happy with the work that they did, whether they showed up on time, whether they cleaned up, whether they came in on budget. You know, ask the tough questions. Do the research. And uh, you're going to find, if you go through this process, you're going to find a good person, a good firm to tackle those roof repairs for you because they are so important. Hey, if you want some more tips on how to find a good roofing professional, you can go to the website for one of the leading roofing material manufacturers out there. That's Grace Construction Products. They've got a great website section with tips on how to hire a roofing pro. That website is graceathome.com. Again, graceathome.com. Or you can call us right now with your roofing question or your flooring question. Soup to nuts, floorboards to shingles. Call us 1-888-MONEYPIT. Leslie, who's next? WABC caller Ruth from New York. What's going on at your money pit? Well, I have a little problem with my tile on my floor. I have them down about 20 years, and they are beginning to lift up in some places. Now, I am not really planning on staying here much longer, and I would like to protect anyone from falling over them. Meanwhile, how can I get them to stay down? I had them repaired twice already. And it costs me quite a bit of money. I would like to be able to do something with it myself. Is there anything that you know of that I could do? Is the entire tile popping up, or are you just seeing it sort of protruding in a corner? Does it seem like... No, just some of them are coming up in the corners. Are they ceramic tiles or vinyl tiles? I'm sorry. Vinyl. Vinyl. You know, vinyl tiles... um don't have a lot of adhesive on the back of them and if uh, the underside gets a bit dirty or if there's moisture that gets in there it is certainly going to pop up when you repair them are you using a tile cement are you using a vinyl cement or what kind of adhesive are you using i didn't repair them myself the place that i bought them in came in and repaired them Mm -hmm. with professional uh, Mm -hmm. you know something yeah Uh, You know, it sounds like there is uh, some reason that they are not sticking. Now, whether that's dirt, whether that's moisture, whether it's an uneven floor, if it's cleaned up correctly and the right kind of cement is used, the right kind of vinyl tile adhesive is used, uh, that should definitely not be happening to you. But he wants about $500 to repair it. Uh, definitely not worth $500 to repair a vinyl floor. You could put that money towards a a new floor and uh, get a lot more value out of it. Is there anything I could do just to keep it down now? for a few, a few more months. You know, I don't think you need to have a pro come in to do this. You could go to the hardware store and pick up some vinyl tile adhesive. Are these vinyl tiles intact? The whole thing's coming up? Yeah, the corners mostly. Well, but but is the whole tile separating as well, or is it just the corner? Well, they're separating from each other. Okay, but the tile's loose, so you can lift it and get glue underneath oh, it? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. All right, so here's what you should do. Lift up the tile. Make sure you clean it as much as you possibly can. Get it very, very dry. Then get a trowel, put on some vinyl tile adhesive, press it down into place, and weight it with something so it's heavy mm-hmm. and it sticks. Uh-huh. And then you're going to have to wait probably 24 hours, and that ought to do a good job of making sure it doesn't come up again. Uh-huh. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. David in Kansas, welcome to the Money Pit. What can we help you with? I was wanting to repaint my garage floor. Okay. It has paint on it now, but a lot of it's already come off. It's not flaking off now, but I didn't know if I had to remove it all or if I could put a product over it. 
Well, if you put uh, good paint over bad paint, it's still going to pull off. So um, I would say that it's probably going to be a good idea for you to try to get as much of that old paint off as you possibly can. Um, after that, you really should look at some of the new epoxy paints that are specifically designed for garages. Yeah, they go on in a system. There's a color that goes on first. There is even an additive that gives it sort of a speckle texture. And then this resin sort of sealer that goes on top, the epoxy coating. It's done in stages. You can do a garage in an afternoon. It's usually sold in a kit. The prices are right. Come in a ton of colors. And it's very, very durable, specifically for what you need it for, the garage. Well, that answers it. Terrific. David, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Now, you know, Tom, I wish I had that problem because a few years ago, my husband and I were repainting the living room. And, you know, I like to finish everything in one day. And we were done with all the stuff. And I took the gallon of trim color, put it on the top shelf in the garage, closed the garage door. You know, this is 11 o'clock at night, half sleepily, home improvement days. Close the garage. Hear this ruckus open up the garage the paint can has spilled there's white paint everywhere and my husband starts to like sweep up you know scoop up the paint and i'm like why don't we just paint this area white and call it a night (laughs) and that paint has not chipped moved it's been perfect nothing it's perfect and it's an interior trim paint and it's stuck there sometimes it all works out (laughs) (laughs) it's a design choice i call it Taking a call now from Hawaii. Aloha, Peggy. What can we help you with? And we're ready to begin a, a new, uh, renovation of our kitchen. Okay. And I want we have a we'll have granite countertops, but I want to do a, uh, some kind of a design on the backsplash with tiles. Okay. And I'm wondering, is there any books available that would help me, you know, figure out a layout of, you know, designs that I could go with? Are you looking for um, smaller tile that's perhaps laid out to create an image, almost like a mosaic, or something that's just a blend of different colors? You know, what is your goal here as far as the look? Well, I've seen uh, saw a picture in one magazine where it, when you're standing at the stove, it looks like you're looking out the window at a grape vi- uh, yard. Well, here's an idea. There's a company, um, uh, it's Susan Jablon Mosaics, and it's S-U-S-A-N-J-A-B-L-O-N Mosaics. Look her up online, and what she does is small one inch by one inch or three quarter inch by three quarter inch, even half inch square tiles. And you can put in an image, and she will pixelate that image and assign tiles to each color and gradient to make that image up. Then what she does is she mounts all of those tiles onto a faceplate, and it all comes to you so that you know exactly where it goes. It's on a 12 by 12 sheet. You put out your tile adhesive. You put the 12 by 12 on there. Once it sets, you peel off that facing, and you can have any image that you want there. And her prices are not bad at all, and there's a ton of choices, and it's totally unique and custom for you. Now, would that be her website, too, Susan Jablon? Yeah, Peggy, that website is actually susanjablonmosaics.com, all one word, and that goes right to her page. Okay. Okay. And it's beautiful work. Prices are fantastic. It's unique, and it's easy to install yourself. Peggy, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, there's one appliance in your home that catches fire. You ready for this? 14,500 times a year. Wow. It's a big problem. Want to know what it is and how to prevent it from happening to you? We'll tell you after this. You live in a Money Pit. Money Pit. 
Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. You know this saying, Leslie, better living through chemistry. Oh, it sounds like a science experiment. It's a slogan that's often been used by the chemical industry, and it's probably true when it comes to your lawn. You know, the products you choose to take care of that lawn include fertilizer, weed killer, pesticides, stuff like that. You know, it can mean the difference between a lush lawn and one that, you know, looks pretty much like a hay field. But you need to be really careful how you get rid of those empty containers. We're going to tell you how in the next edition of the Money Pit e-newsletter. It's absolutely free, and it's available at our website at moneypit.com. So go sign up. Well, that's a really good point, Tom. You know, a lot of people don't think about proper disposal of those hazardous materials, and the container itself could be considered a hazardous material. So you do want to check with your town, pay attention to our e-newsletter that's coming out, and all of those are really smart and safe ideas. And speaking about being safe, before the break, Tom mentioned a appliance. It's responsible for 14,500 fires a year? That's right. You know what it is? What it's... I mean, it's got to be something like a toaster, an oven. You're close. It is, in fact, your dryer. Every year, an average of 14,500 dryers catch fire, and they're responsible for up to 10 deaths. Not because of wiring problems, because that's what you would think, but guess what causes it? Lint balls. That's crazy. And I remember when we first moved into our house and we had the lint balls being coughed out of the house, you immediately knew that it was these dryer ducts that needed to be cleaned out. And I, you know, never having owned a house before, didn't realize that that's something that really should be maintained. It's an important maintenance step. So uh, if you've not done it, uh, go out and pick up a, a dryer lint cleaning brush. They're available at home centers, at hardware stores, and clean out the duct from the outside of the house all the way to the dryer itself. Pull the dryer back, vacuum up all the lint, make sure that the dryer exhaust duct is not crushed so you have good flow out there because what happens is the lint builds up and it's like kindling you know you Mm -hmm. get dryer fire so be careful and uh, this way your dryers will be absolutely safe yeah and it's a fun chore also well, we love fun maintenance projects. <laughs> Why don't you call us with your home improvement question? We will come up with a fun solution. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit. Let's get back to the phones. Martha in Texas has a counter project. How can we help? What's going on, Martha? Uh, I I want to uh, redo two end tables using ceramic. Okay. Put ceramic on the top of them. Okay. What are they now? Excuse me. Oh, well, well, they're uh, just you know regular. Uh, tables. They're sort of ratty looking. Okay. <laughs> I want to fix them up pretty. So it's just a basic wood table? Yeah, just a ba- basic wood end tables. Uh-huh. I, th- I think they're mahogany. I'm not sure. But okay. I want to put ceramic on the top of them. Is there any lip or sort of edging that extends around the... It, it's, uh, it has a little decorative, uh, it, you know, like a little scallop uh, edging around it. All right, because the key here is going to be how you treat the edge. When you put ceramic tile on top of everything, you know the ceramic tile is not finished on the edge unless, of course, you used um, a ceramic tile that had uh, an end type of tile that was actually rounded down to the end. But still, mm-hmm. the best thing to do is if you have that lip of the table and it goes up, comes up about uh, you know a quarter of an inch to three-eighths of an inch, then you could basically grout against the edge of it and you could use a ceramic tile and not have to worry about looking at the end of it, so to mm-hmm. speak. And also, yeah. because you're side tables you said have a scallop shape to them that's Mm -hmm. going to involve a lot of tile cutting so you might want to think creatively when you're looking at tile choices look for something that's small like an inch by an inch square or half inch by half inch those smaller mosaic tiles that are on a mesh backing or even loose so that you can control where these pieces fall at the edge rather than having to cut a large tile into an odd shape well what i have is i have like uh uh 
five of those five gallon buckets of, of china that is broken. Oh, that's perfect. And so I thought, well, I would use that. I thought that that would make a pretty pattern. That's perfect. What you want to do, you want to make sure you give yourself some sort of temporary working lip on the edge, or even if you can, get some sort of flexible lumber. You can even get flexible moldings from a local hardware center or lumber yard. And you mm-hmm. might want to just tack on this flexible molding to create a rim. Then go ahead and put your tile mastic down. Put all of your china pieces in there. Maybe create a pattern or piece some back together so you see the full image of perhaps a plate or something within the entire tabletop. Let Let that set, then go ahead and grout it, and you can either remove that lip once everything is set, or go ahead and just leave it on there and paint it up to match. Martha, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Well, thank you. Taking a painting call from Utah. Welcome, Julie. What can we help you with? Hi. I've got some metal doors on on the outside of my house for my outside doors. Okay. And they came primed, and I'm wondering what kind of paint I should use to paint them. Are they brand new? There's no rust stains, nothing on them? No, there's nothing on them. A little grime from my kids, but that comes off. <laughs> okay. Well, you can use an enamel for that. Um, yeah, the best thing is an enamel finish. Mm-hmm. It's going to be super shiny, very durable, go on nice and evenly on the metal door. You want to make sure that you use either a foam roller or an additive into the paint to help it flow on smoothly so you don't notice any brush marks. Okay. Do I have to take the doors off to do this? I think you're going to find the project's a lot easier to do if you take them off the hinges, lay them flat, do one side, let it dry, flip it over, and do the other side. This way you don't have to worry about drips and runs, and it's just a lot more controlled. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Julie. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. More great home improvement advice after the break. And is your water heater temperature set too high? In fact, did you know that you can actually control the temperature of the water? More than 5,000 children and older adults get scalded every year. So we're going to tell you how to keep your family safe next. On the Money Pit Radio Show. On the Money Pit Radio Show. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. So AARP has a series of tips for homeowners who want to improve their homes, make them safer and more comfortable. And I found these tips on their website, aarp.org slash home design. In the bathroom alone, I widened the door, installed brighter light bulbs, and put non-slip surfacing on the floor tiles. Instead of wishing my house had improvements... I'm making them. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. Hello, I'm Rob Petterkevich, Executive Director of the American Society of Home Inspectors. Homeownership rates in the United States are at an all-time high, but did you know the average cost of a home is now more than $260,000? If you're in the process of buying or selling a home, then you know how overwhelming this experience can be. It's also one of the biggest financial investments you'll ever make. So it's important to have your home thoroughly inspected by a qualified professional before you make your final purchase decision. In addition to checking for structural problems, the inspection should cover all the important systems as well. And an inspection is not just for prospective buyers. It's a good idea to have your home inspected before you put it up for sale. Older homes should be inspected every 10 years. New homes, as well as townhouses and condominiums, should be carefully examined too. This can help protect your investment and prevent potential problems. For more information, please visit ASHI.org. A public service message from the American Society of Home Inspectors. 
Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. AOL's new real estate site has the answer to any question a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's kind of spooky. Almost like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Hmm. Well, I do have a question about my 60s style bungalow because there's pink paint in the back and. Lead composition. Stabilize with 3 in 1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where we make good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we're Y2K compliant. <laughs> Remember that? Remember people were all freaking out about the year 2000 and everything was going to stop? Come on, everybody thought things were going to hey, get really screwed up. we've always been Y2K up. compliant, you know? Come on. Yeah. And we're not going to make all your money disappear from the bank when it we turns won't. zero, zero. We won't. We will help save you money. In fact, if you call us right now, not only will you get the answer to your home improvement question, but... You will get the tools to get the job done. Yeah, that's right. We've got a pretty cool prize package today from the folks at Zircon, and it includes a circuit breaker finder and a Metalliscanner. What's a Metalliscanner? Well, it's so brand spanking new and very cool. It's a metal detector that's going to locate nails, screws, metal conduit, rebar, ductwork, and pretty much anything metallic behind your walls or even embedded in concrete. It's yeah, worth a hundred bucks. It's good to know bucks. that kind of stuff because you don't want to put the nail in or the screw in and hit it yeah and i know you've experienced problems with this in oh, your I past have. life yes i have yes it's, it's happened to me more than more than once we won't harp on hitting plumbing fixtures behind the wall but yeah uh, no <laughs> all right, it ain't it's, pretty <laughs> no, it's a great prize it's worth a hundred bucks it can be yours now for absolutely nothing give us a call at 888 money pit 888-666-3974. Speaking about plumbing fixtures, you know, we were talking about hot water. It's uh, very important that when you adjust your water heater that you set it correctly because it takes only about 130 degrees to give you a burn that you will absolutely never forget. And most water heaters are set, unfortunately, to 140 degrees. Ooh. So it's important to test your water today. You can do that with a simple thermometer. If the temperature is more than 140, you need to act. Now, depending on the type of water heater you have, it's easy to turn down the temperature. Mm -hmm. If it's electric, uh, you need to turn the power off need to confirm that it's off, and then you need to adjust the thermostats. There's usually two of them uh, in, the, uh, in the front of the water heater underneath the panel where the coils are. Again, make sure the power is off. 
you can dial them down or you can have an electrician or a plumber do this for you. If it's a gas water heater, just rotate down the uh, knob that adjusted in front of the gas valve till it's cooler. You want it to be about 110, 120 degrees. You don't want to have it be too hot because you can get scalded. And you can also think about buying an anti-scald device for your sink, a special faucet that actually will prevent these scalds. Yeah, it's true. Anti-scald devices, their main purpose is to make sure that your water stays only as hot as you're asking for it to be. In fact, some devices even shut off your water if the water temperature gets too, too hot. And others adjust the mix of hot and cold water coming from your tap. This way, your water temperature is always going to stay at a safe level for kids and adults, no matter who's using it. No more racing to quickly wash your hands before that water gets too, too hot. It's not safe, folks. If you want some more safety tips, especially about keeping your water at safe temperatures and just being smart around your house, you should visit the website for AARP, and their website is aarp.org slash home design. Lots of great home safety advice from them there. Or pick up the phone and call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. Who's next? Now on to a big topic here at the Money Pit, roofing. Lori from Florida, welcome. What can we help you with? One of Florida's homeowner's insurance rates are, pardon the pun, going through the roof. <laughs> okay. And, and one of the ways you can save on your insurance, and I'm talking about almost cut it in half, is to take a gable roof and change it to a hip. Hip roofs lower your insurance rates. Is that possible, and what do we need to do or contact to go about making this change? Well, it certainly is possible. I mean, a hip roof is a little bit more difficult to build than a gable roof. It's more expensive to build, and that's why um, that's why you see fewer of them out there. Basically, to build a, a hip roof, what you would do is it would probably not be a, a full hip, but the ends of the roof would be sloping upwards. So you, so you would have sort of a, a straight ridge in the middle of it, and it would be coming up on the ends. Does that um, does the hip roof sort of cut wind shears or wind speed? How yeah, is it happens, helpful in a hurricane prone because area? Because the, the reason is that uh, when when hurricane wind hits the end of a gable, it looks like a hook that kind of rips the roof right off. But when it's a a hip roof, which is sort of pyramid shaped, mm -hmm. then it sort of washes over the top of it. And so, yes, you can build a hip roof and convert it to from a gable roof. Um, it is quite a big project. You know, it's probably several thousand dollars worth of work, but you're going to have to do the cost-benefit analysis in terms of whether or not you can uh, save some money. You know, recoup you know there, there may be other hurricane-resistant things that you can do to that house. Have you? Are you sure it's just uh, the hip issue, or, or could you have hurricane tie-downs installed and other types of hurricane reinforcement that would lower costs? I'm sure you could. Well, I, you know... Uh I would have to look into that. Uh, one other, another way is to install uh, hurricane shutters, which are either the accordion type or the fabric cloth. Mm -hmm. That, that saves money. We're thinking about doing that. But there are uh, there are other ways that we're trying to save money. But it, if it was, well, let me tell you, if it was $5,000 to change my roof from gable to hip, I would get that back in what I would save in insurance in probably five or six years. Mm. Well, then it might be that, worth that it. Is, that is much. That's a much a difference yeah. it makes. Do you have a Do you have a a ranch house? One story. Yes. 
Well, you know what? Why don't you get some numbers on it then? Because it, it certainly can be done. It's not terribly complicated for the right person to do that job, but uh, it is going to cost a few thousand probably. And you know what, Lori, while you're at it, since you would be getting a new roof and you'd obviously need a new roofing material, there's several manufacturers who make um, roofing shingles that are hurricane resistant as far as the wind speed that they'll tolerate. Owens Corning's manufacturers, one of them, you know, many people do it. So it's worth it to look into materials for the roof sheathing that will also benefit. Well, thank you very much. I'll look into that. Definitely. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, tips on a project we are asked about more than any other topic on this show. You know what it is? Mm-hmm. It's floors. We're going to tell you how to get your floor ready for a makeover next. You live in a Money Pit. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, available 24-7, 365 at moneypit.com and by calling us at 1-888-MONEYPIT. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Scretti. And I've got one more way that you can get your money pit however you like it, especially if you are on the go. You can take Tom and I with you. If you go to moneypit.com, you can download our free podcast. We'll go wherever you go. We'll be with you right when you're doing the project. And the coolest thing is, oh, I think it's pretty cool. We are the number one home improvement podcast on iTunes. All right. I feel like that's such a tech-savvy advancement. All right. And you can even, at moneypit.com, search the website for a year's worth of past shows by topic or project. Anything that you want, we've got the information you're looking for. And if for some reason you've got a specific issue, you can click on Ask Tom and Leslie, and we'll answer your emails just like we're going to do now. Let's take an email now from Rich in Vallejo, California. Did I say that correctly? I think so. All I right. want to put down pre-finished hardwood floors in my house. Real hardwood, not laminate. <laughs> Very specific. My home has tongue and groove one by fours down for the subfloor. Can I install the hardwood directly over the one by fours, or do I need some kind of a barrier? Uh, you know something, Rich? People have been doing that for years. They started installing a solid hardwood floor over top of a one by four subfloors probably back in, uh, what do you think, the 50s, maybe the 40s? Oh, yeah, most likely. I would say the only thing that you want to make sure is make sure that those tongue and groove one by fours are really secured to the joists so that yeah. you're not going to deal with any squeaking issues in the future. Yeah, because that's the hot ticket. That's the time to do that. If you're doing any kind of a floor project, whether it's hardwood floor, laminate floor, engineered hardwood, or carpet, and you have that subfloor exposed, make sure you go through, even if there's nothing squeaking now, I would go through, Rich, and I would screw down, not nail down, um, every one of those boards to the floor joist below it, just to make sure it's really solid because the screws Mm -hmm. won't loosen up. That's the time to deal with uh, any kind of a squeak issue. Really cut it off at the pass. And then you're probably going to want to put some rosin paper on top of the uh, subfloor before you lay down the hardwood to give you a little bit of a barrier there. But uh, other than that, you can definitely go right on top of that one by four base. All right, we've got another one here from Mahendra in Kendall Park, New Jersey, who writes, I live in a 46-year-old three-bath house with three-quarter-inch plumbing. I don't get enough water pressure to use two baths at the same time. The water company says there's enough pressure in the line, but I don't have enough volume coming in the house because of residue buildup. Is there any water-holding tank or pressure device I can buy to improve the water pressure in our house, or is there a way to clean the incoming line? 
Uh, residue buildup. The only kind of residue buildup I can imagine we're talking about here, Mahendra, is rust. If your water pipes are steel, uh, then they may be clogged from interior rusting. If that's the case, you are eventually going to have to replace uh, those pipes. I would, uh, first of all, determine the answer to that question. Check the main water valve where it comes in the house, and then check the supply valves in the house the supply lines in the house. If it turns out you got to replace them, do them in this order. Main uh, water line first, then all the horizontal pipes that go through the basement and crawl space, and then the pipes that go vertical up into the bathroom. That will straighten it out. And is even the main one your responsibility since it comes from the town? Yeah, usually uh, the water company knows what breaks down, so they don't pay for that part. <laughs> Figures. <laughs> This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for being a part of this program. We hope that uh, perhaps we've made those projects just a little bit easier. You know, because home improvement should be enjoyable. It should be rewarding. It shouldn't be <laughs> something that you fret over, that you panic over. It should be something that you look forward to doing because it's not your regular job. You know, it's the fun job. It's the weekend job. Well, it is our regular job. But it's the thing that you go around looking to do in your house. That's right. For those, Especially for those serial renovators out there, the <laughs> folks that buy the house, you know, fix it up and then sell it just so they'll have something to do. Oh, I know plenty of those and their very angry wives. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the time we have this hour. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.